player 2 has joined the game. Hey yo, what's up everybody? Welcome to episode 155 of the Two Player Co-op Podcast. As always, I'm one of your host here, Kevin, along with my brother from my mother, Sean. How we doing? You tell me. Uh, been better. Feeling a little uh, poopy, as they say in the medical field. Uh, you have the poops? I don't have the poops, okay. but I just feel poopy. Um, the wife was sick. The baby was sick. Somehow I got through scot-free. Now I'm kind of starting to feel a little sick, but it's not what they had. Like, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. I just, I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Maybe it's just a bad day. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. All it takes is one bad I've day. I've been better. <clears throat> well, if you didn't know, this is the two-player co-op podcast where every week, two bro- well, except for last week, two <laughs> brothers get together to discuss everything we think you need to know about in the world of video games. If you like that, make sure you hit the like button, hit the subscribe button, share the video with your friends and family and everything else. We do apologize for not being here last week. We just couldn't make it work. We, we thought about recording a one-off episode, but it, timing just didn't work, cause, and I was at the beach. That's why we didn't have a normal one, but... We're back, hopefully better than ever. Uh, if you like us a lot, you can go to patreon.com slash two-player co-op, just like our two-player co-op producer, Steve Appleton, did, and our two-player co-op affiliates, Logan Wilkinson, James Solar, and Nick Schifani. More on Nick Schifani here in a minute. Uh, if you like merch, and I've been building this up, I, I've got four new t-shirts. I was revealing them one episode at a time. This is my last one. If you're listening on audio services, make sure you go to youtube.com slash two-player co-op. I got this shirt right here, which is my favorite for so many hilarious reasons because the game is so bad. And yeah, it's just bad dudes. Yeah, bad dudes. (laughs) They didn't have one for two crude dudes, unfortunately, (laughs) but bad dudes will suffice. Um, But if you want to get shirts of ours, you can go to teespring.com slash stores slash two player co-op like Nick Schifani did last week. Shout out to him. Not shout out to that other guy, but we're not going to get into that here. Um, Thank you, Nick, for helping support us here. Again, we have been selling some t-shirts, and there's no way for us to see who buys them. So if you do buy them, make sure you tweet at us at two-player underscore co-op and let us know. We would very much appreciate it. Also, uh, we have a Twitch page that sometimes we Twitch at at twitch.tv slash two-player underscore co-op. But speaking of Twitch, you've, you've kind of heard us probably hinting at this for a while. And if you follow us on Twitter, there's been a lot of tweets back and forth hinting at this. But uh, Extra Life is coming up, and once again, we will be part of Nerd901's Extra Life stream. Uh, 24 hours, we will be going live November 9th at 10 a.m. Central Time at twitch.tv slash nerd901, twitch.tv slash nerd901. Very excited about it. I uh, won't be there for the full 24 hours because of life, um, but I'll, I'll be there a lot longer than I was last year. I don't know about you. When, when are you? I'm shooting for... 12 hours yeah i mean we start at 10 i think i put 10 i'm gonna to try to nine. get there at like nine you know a little before to yeah. help out but like i'm gonna try to make it to 10 yeah 10 to 10 10 to 10 we'll see it's gonna be a lot of fun uh we're we're putting the final touches the final planning you know documents whatever together uh here in the next few days um but yeah we're only three weeks away from this now so we are very excited less than three weeks as you're watching this um very excited it's for a great cause uh you can also go to nerd901.com slash extra life i believe is our page i believe that is so go to nerd901.com slash extra life if you want to put any donations in ahead of time or anything like that please do it it's it's for the big beautiful kids over at labonard children's hospital here in memphis um 
So it's it's a great cause. I, I don't know when. I think I first found out about Extra Life when Kind of Funny broke off and did their own thing. Because I don't think I had ever... Like, I'd always heard of Extra Games Done Quick, raising money and everything. But for some reason... I just don't think I'd ever heard of Extra Life until Kind of Funny did it. And the that's first time I had heard of it, I guess, was two years ago. It was okay. the year before we did it. Yeah. Um, but I know, and it was right around then that we were talking, like, hey, we should do that next the year. Two and of I was us. like, I'm so, like, I'm in. <laughs> the two of us, we're just going to stream nonstop <laughs> for 24 hours. That would not go well. We, we could do a 12-hour Extra Life, yeah. but that that's not as fun as 24 hours. But, yeah, so... <clears throat> Just make sure you follow us on Twitter. Follow Nerd901 on Twitter. Nick and Adam and all the guys will be tweeting about it. Um, like I said, we're finalizing plans now. Well, not now because we're podcasting, but here in the next couple of days, we're getting everything finalized. Upgraded our equipment this year. Jose, you're the man. Yep. Uh, we're doing a lot more planning. And, like, it, it, the first time you do it, there's always going to be hiccups. This year, I'm not going to say there won't be any, but we're doing everything we can to make sure there are none. Um, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I was at the beach. Um, didn't get to go last year because of a, a little payment <laughs> hoodwink. Um, we forgot to pay, uh, until the day after. And then the lady was like, sorry, we gave your condo away. I'm like, well, that's, that's fair. I get it. Um, wait, so you didn't go last year. We didn't go last year, but it, it ended up working out cause that's when the hurricane came and the red death or whatever the red uh, algae stuff. Is it called? I always call it Red Death, but I don't think that's it. Uh, yeah, I couldn't tell you. It sounds cool, though. Yeah. Um, but it was a lot of fun. It was the beach. It's my happy place. There's no place I like better on Earth than just being at the beach. Mm-hmm. Um, it was a little bit weird because this, this year, Columbus Day and fall break was a week later than it normally is. So it was a li- you could tell it was a little bit cooler. Um, but really, the only time we had an issue was the very last day was Friday. Because that's when the tropical storm started spinning up. And we didn't really get hit with it there, but the rains came. And there was one other day where it rained, but we were already done at the beach by the time that happened. Um, but that's also Florida. Like, it could thunderstorm for five minutes and then be completely sunny. Right. You know, in minute six. But had a blast with the kids, with the wife. Blast at the beach? It, it was a blast at the beach. We didn't have a bash at the beach, which is good. Because um, with me, you never know. Um yeah, we had a lot of fun. I didn't want to come back. I don't want to go to work tomorrow. I never want to go to work. Yeah. <laughs> are you going to work tomorrow? <clears throat> yeah, I am. Oh, you are? Okay. Yeah. Which is good because I got, I got a lot of catching up to do and I got some stuff I got to do. Yeah. But yeah. But yeah, it was awesome. Did you do anything fun last week? <clears throat> um, I don't know. No. Mm, no, I didn't yeah. do anything. You were dealing with a sick family is what well, you were doing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, one other thing I did want to talk about first. We both watched El- well, Ice. Did you watch it? Yeah. I watched Oh yeah, a, we talked we day. tweeted about yeah, it. Yeah. Or we texted about it. Dad had dad still hasn't watched it. He's like, I got busy watching football and baseball. I'm like, Well, I get that, but yeah. it's just two hours. And the Yankees didn't play. Well, they actually did almost play every day. Oh yeah, Yankees. Yeah, that was depressing. I stayed up for all of it. I didn't. I wish I wouldn't have, but they got my hopes up when we tied it in the ninth. And then they bring in Chapman. I was like, and then they put up the graphic how he hadn't, I was telling dad this, he hadn't given up any runs in the postseason. I was like, oh, okay. No, that's it. Yep. Four appearances, two saves, no runs given up. This is going to go well. And sure enough, instead of throwing 100 miles an hour, he just decides to throw, start throwing crappy sliders. And I knew the second, the second I heard it hit Altuve's bat, I was like, 
I just put my head in my hands, and you could hear the crowd. I'm like, and then Joe Buck's like, and the Astros are going. I'm like, ah. But great season nonetheless. The Astros own us. Go, <coughs> go Nationals. Nationals. I'm probably not going to watch it because no, I just I don't, don't care. care. But, but go Nationals. Yes. Um, but yeah, El Camino was awesome. If for some reason you're not familiar with El Camino, this was the follow-up movie to Breaking Bad that we never knew we needed. Um, it's at, like, I, I checked on Rotten Tomatoes. It's like a 93. Really? Yeah. But I've seen some decisive, some divisive, I should say, opinions on the Twitter webs about it. Some people are like, it's just, why Why did this even happen? I didn't think that at all. I thought Aaron Paul, we won't get into any spoilers, but Aaron Paul was freaking awesome. The best he's ever been. He's, yeah, I mean, it sucks because he can never, <laughs> like, he is Jesse Pinkman. And yeah. he cannot be anything else. And good for him. I mean, it's a hike of a role, but it also kind of sucks. Yeah, for him. But but it felt like Breaking Bad. It felt like Better Call Saul. There was just enough callbacks and flashbacks and cool things that happened and action that I didn't see coming. Um, that was awesome. Yeah, the Wild West. Yes. Yeah. Um, and then the thing after that in the hotel. In the hotel. Knock, knock. Oh, God. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Lost my mind. Lost my mind a few times in this. Uh, and I, I watched it while I was hoping Friday because mom had jury duty and everything, or pre-jury duty. And I was like, I know I got a pack, but I'm just going to walk around. Eliza's, you know, watching TV and playing with her toys. I'm just going to walk around. I watched it on my iPhone, which kind of sucked. I still, I think I'm going to go back and watch it on the Oh, big that's screen. the only place you've watched it? Oh, yeah. Yeah. But I had my headphones in, and I was just like, I just can't not watch this. I can watch it while I pack and do laundry and do and feed the baby, the baby, the you know Eliza and all this other stuff. So yeah, but I loved it, even on my little iPhone screen. I thought it was <clears throat> very good. Um, the bar was obviously set very very high. I'd give it, you know, I mean Breaking Bad is a easy ten out of ten. Yeah. This was like a 9 out of 10. Like, mm -hmm. it was good. Um, I still think I would have rather it been like a miniseries. Like, give us yeah. eight episodes. Spread A lot happened in two hours. Yeah. Like, they could have spread that out a little bit. Um, but it was good. I mean, it like you said, it felt like Breaking Bad. All the, the acting was phenomenal. Everybody played their parts perfectly. Um... Yeah, it was. It was more or less not that I knew everything that was going to happen, but it's what I expected. I yeah. guess I would say um, it did make me want to go back and start watching Breaking Bad. I watched the first couple episodes and haven't had a chance to watch any more, but it just made me remember just how unbelievable that show is, like yeah. how perfect it is. Yeah, it never really dips. Um, I've wanted to go back and watch it for so long, but I'm like, no, I know there's going to be one more season of Better Call Saul. The way the last season... Did you ever watch it all? I'm, yeah, I'm up to date. Okay. I don't really remember a whole lot of what's been happening, but I've watched them all. I think it's pretty clear there's going to be just one more season. Breaking Bad did five seasons. This will be Saul's fifth season. Now we also know why, because they almost... They were, there were rumors that this movie was happening, but until they officially announced it like a month or two ago, nobody knew for sure. Well, this is why we haven't heard anything about Better Call Saul, because Vince Gilligan was a little bit busy making this movie. Right, man. Um, 
But I want to finish Better Call Saul and then like immediately after that last episode ends, just go right back into it and just marathon the whole thing. Yeah. Um, so I also uh, just yesterday watched probably 90%, the last 90% of Dark Knight. And oh. My God. I just, every time I watch it, it's like I forget just how good it is. Like, Endgame is just over the top, just fun. Highs and lows, whatever. This is just so, it's just, uh, it's just so good. Like, I'm not going to say nothing happens, but it's just like, there's not like these big like crescendo type things like Endgame has. It's just good and it's just storytelling is like, perfect oh god it's i mean it's better than i remembered somehow that's what i said too when i watched it, i was like how is this better than it like before i saw endgame it was my favorite movie of all time i think endgame still is my favorite but it's really one in one a but like when i went back and watched it, i was like how did i forget that like this is already my favorite movie of all time and i forgot how good it is you yeah know? and like joaquin kind of made me forget about god. i mean not really forget but it's there was a point there where I'm like, God, is Joaquin as good as Heath as the Joker? And it's close, but and the way Heath did it, oh God, it's so good. And I also I do think though, if we do end up getting, if we somehow get a Joker sequel, and they did confirm again, they're like, this has nothing to do with the Batman. They even Robert Pattinson even said they're essentially alternate universes. Yeah. I'm like, that's fine. I get it. It kind of sucks because I'd like to see. Now that once once Arthur has become the Joker, we think, which I still that I can't stop thinking about that movie. I hope Dad, Dad said he does want to go see it this week at some point. So at some point I'm going to go and I'll let you know. Yeah. Um, but it would be interesting to see because so much of that movie, no spoilers, because it's only been out for a few weeks. So much of that movie is Arthur Fleck. You know what I mean? I I would be interested to when he is like the Joker one and one a you know like i can't even fathom going back i don't know if we're ever going to go back and do our batman in review but like i remember thinking jack nicholson was just as good as it gets for the joker and he's no joker compared to either of these two it's just the the camp and the, he pulls out a five foot long gun and shoots down the batwing and for the time it was good but like I guess what I'm saying is i do think ledger's joker is better i would love to see what joaquin could do with a full movie as him being the Joker. But again, I don't know how you do another one without it being him and Batman. There's nothing. He's, he was Arthur Fleck. Now he's Joker. If you don't have Batman. Yeah. What, what do you do? Right. The reason it worked is that, and the whole thing, again, no spoilers, but the whole thing we were wondering is how do you do a Joker movie without, without the Batman or without some kind of like antagonist and really in this movie, they're really there's kind of a couple people that are kind of antagonists, but there really isn't. It really just is a character piece about the Joker, but you can't do another character piece because he's the Joker. So there's really, I'm okay with them not doing a sequel. I would love to see him do more, but it would have to be in a Batman movie. It would have to be. Yeah. The only thing I could see and I don't know. I'm not saying they should do this. I'm not saying they would do it. Whatever. But, you know, the just kind of uh, 
God, my brain doesn't even work. In my head, what I think I would like to see play out, what I and others have said about how Arthur Fleck is clearly not the Joker. Mm-hmm. Like when you see some of the stuff that Heath pulls off in yeah. Dark Knight, like just the that is not Arthur Fleck. Right, he just doesn't. I what I would say is somebody like you know a Heath Ledger Joker, or whatever. Even he doesn't really fit the mold. But like the Joker that we're more accustomed to seeing, I could see being just somebody who is inspired by Arthur Fleck and kind of right. rises and becomes the Joker that we know. If you cast the right person as Joker uh, and do, it would almost be a second origin story. But have Joaquin be in it for, he didn't have to be in it that much, but show that like, no. Remember all that stuff that happened in Joker? Now here he is trying to emulate him and he, you know, you could, it would almost be just like a second origin story of a different Joker. Yeah. I think it would get kind of messy, but I, I just don't think Joaquin's Joker works with a Batman. It doesn't, he's not the, I don't know. I don't know. It doesn't work for me. And it's tough. There's things I want to say, but again, we're we're not going to, we always go back to our last episode. Um, I forgot to upload that separately. Now there's no point. Um, go, if you want to hear our spoiler thoughts, go, go watch it. Um, it passed justice league and man of steel in box office. I saw that. Now, is it a better movie? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And I love, I love man of steel, but it's a better movie than man of steel. So it doesn't surprise me, but it's just, but still, it does surprise me just seeing that. Like, I mean, Justice League made six thirty nine, six fifty nine, something like that. Man of Steel just made five fifty or five sixty, something like that. But just seeing that in writing that the Joker passed Justice League and a Superman movie is just crazy to me. No, what? So what is it at right now? Seven hundred thirty seven worldwide. 249 domestic. So it beat it domestic, beat both of them domestic and worldwide. So what is the number one DC movie? Is it Batman Superman? Um, but I mean, DCEU? Yeah. No, Aquaman made a bill. Oh, that's right. And then Batman Superman was like 888 or 878, something like that. I forget. And then Dark Knight and Dark Knight Rises were both right at 1.1 billion. I think yeah. Rises made couple hundred thousand more or something like it was really close yeah um but yeah just seeing that in writing was like that's awesome yeah that's crazy yeah so go watch joker if you haven't yet it's it's worth it um gosh sorry i think one of these questions we had last week i just forgot to check the document so i'm sorry james solar but we did get a couple questions this week and i wanted to tackle them right now james solar writes in as i said and he says i'm going to say as you might remember, and I don't think I knew this, like I know when Logan found us, like when, when we think of like our super fans, you know, Logan found us pretty early. He found us 10 episode, 10 to 20, somewhere in there. It was, maybe? it was when I crapped on, um, gone home and he stuck around. Yeah. Somehow <laughs> he stuck around and I'm wondering, Logan, let us know. I wonder if that was on the kind of funny forums or if that was just on Twitter. Cause we'd never interacted or anything. So I don't know how he found it. But back then, I was still trying to post everything. On I want to say it was forums. on kind of it must forum. <clears throat> As you might remember, I discovered y'all, thank you for saying y'all, from a video where y'all, in parentheses, Sean, <laughs> listed every Zelda game in release order, and then y'all ranked all the Zelda games. Pre-Breath of the Wild, and I don't think Kevin had played anything other than Zelda 1, 2, Link the Pass, and Twilight Princess. No, I had played Ocarina at that point. 
Mm. And Link Between Worlds. Yes, because I played Ocarina before Breath of the Wild, and we did it did? like the week before Breath of the Wild came out, or like okay. a month before or something. So I'd played six Zelda games at that point. Okay. So since then, I've played Link's Awakening and Majora's Mask, Minish Cap. I'm getting up there. But so anyways, I'd be interested to see how y'all rank the series now and if y'all's rankings are similar to mine. So James did say that his favorite, all I know is that he said his favorite 2D Zelda is Link's Awakening on the Game Boy, which is very interesting to me. And I'm sorry, James, I hope I did not offend you when we talked about in our review how I don't think anybody can like it better on the Game Boy. But again, it's like I sit here and say Zelda 1 is a fantastic 10 out of 10 game, and I know it's not. So it's also like, yeah. and, and remember we had this discussion before, a lot of people say the first Zelda game that you play all the way through and beat ends up being your favorite for some reason. It's not for me. I think my favorite is, well, my favorite is A Link to the Past, so it's the third one that I played. And then Breath of the Wild, and then Zelda 1. So the order doesn't matter there, but how would I rank them now? So the nine I've played, it's A Link to the Past, Breath of the Wild, Zelda 1, Mm, see, this is where it's tough for me. I think A Link Between Worlds, just because I prefer the 2D. And then Ocarina. And then Majora. And then Twilight. No. Ooh. I think I like Majora better than Link Between Worlds. I mean, uh, Link's Awakening. So Majora, Link's Awakening, Twilight, Minish Cap, Zelda 2 is 100th out of... 26 games I think is my ranking again I haven't played them all but now that I've played about half of the real games I, I don't count yeah. the, the four swords adventures and that kind of stuff it's tough I kind of as I'm trying to do this in my head really and I think quick, Link's Awakening is a 9 out of 10 I just you know everything above it is better than a 9 out of 10 yeah the way I kind of look at it is I almost put, and I, I don't know why I do that, maybe because it was such a departure, I almost have Breath of the Wild as kind of like a line of demarcation or something, where, where it's like, I like these games better than it, and I don't like these games as much of it, and then I kind of just build around that. I still think, oh God, it's probably just because it's been a while since I played Ocarina, I do think Link to the Past is number one. I think Ocarina is number two. Then I'm not entirely sure. Oh God, I think I'd probably put Breath of the Wild next. Breath of the Wild is interesting. When you say it's a line of demarcation, sorry to jump in. I didn't want to forget this, but it's like every other Zelda game except Twilight Princess because those first four hours are just mind-numbing. I'm like, I want to play it again. I want to play it multiple, multiple times. You know, Breath of the yes. Wild. I'll never forget those couple of weeks when I was playing it fresh and playing nothing else and I couldn't think about anything else. But I really don't know that I ever will start a new save on it. And that's my problem, as I've said multiple times on here, that's my problem with a lot of newer games is I just can't, with the exception of Spider-Man, and I probably haven't played through that for the last time still. Yeah. I can't find myself. I I tried. I started over in God of War. I didn't get very far, and I was like, whatever. 
before that, I tried starting over just on like a random night. I'm like, eh, let's let's do this. I started um, Last of Us. I didn't get very far in that, and I gave it up. Um, oh gosh, what else? There's so many other like Metal Gear Solid Five. I'll never start that over again. See, I started and I got up to Mission Twelve, and then I was like, man, I should have just kept my old save and worked on that platinum. <laughs> And, like, I've thought about starting Breath of the Wild over again. However, the the dungeons, whatever you want to, whatever, I don't even know. How, how divine they, beasts. Yeah, the, the divine beasts. Maybe my least favorite part of that game. And yeah. the shrines, some of them are cool. Some of them just kind of annoyed me. The best part of that game is the overworld. It's just, just go, just Go do whatever you want to do. Just explore or whatever. I still haven't seen anywhere near all of that map. Yeah, exactly. And like, I don't really feel like I need to start the game over again in order to, uh, you know, truly experience that again. I can just pick up, play, especially now because it's been so long since I've played it. It would almost be just picking up my old save would almost be just as good as starting over. I don't need to go back and have like no health and no stamina and using a stick as a weapon. Right. Like I kind of just want to go and explore the world and there's plenty still to explore. Like I have no reason really to start that over. Um, but anyway, let's try to rattle these off real quick. I'm going to say Link to the Past, Ocarina, Breath of the Wild. Then it gets difficult i think i'd probably put um link between worlds next then maybe gosh then i would probably put link's awakening then maybe zelda one majora's probably in there somewhere but and that may be another one that if i played it again i would like it a lot more than i remember liking it um, I really liked Minish Cap. Mm-hmm. Um, I, Twilight Princess, honestly, is a fantastic game. And the last time I played mm-hmm. through it, the beginning wasn't nearly as bad as I remember. I almost dread just the true beginning when you're like herding cattle or whatever. That's what doing. I'm like, saying. It's the, the stupid stuff. I thought like it was in the, the whole all the way from the beginning of the game till you become the wolf until you finally become human again. I thought it was all that that I just didn't like. The wolf part's not really that bad. It's no. really just that herding cattle part yep. that's just weird. And it's not as long as I thought it was. That game's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Um, Probably my favorite Ganon, Ganondorf yes. fight. Like it's it, the the whole final boss fight, the four phases is awesome. But when it's just when it's down to you and Ganondorf, it's just so much fun. Yeah. Um, obviously, two is my least favorite. Um, after I mean, working my way back up from the bottom. Did you play the Oracle games? I forget. I played one of them, but I didn't get very far. Uh, I played it on like an emulator at some point. I think I. I don't know why I stopped it. I enjoyed it. I think it was one of those things where I just randomly stopped. And then I tried to get back into it, and I had no idea what I was right. doing or where I'm supposed to go, and then that was it. But it was fun. It's basically Link's Awakening. Mm-hmm. Which um, is why I think they should be remade and put them both on one cart. Yeah. Um, Spirit, I don't even, I never really played Spirit Tracks. 
I have Phantom Hourglass. I never beat it. Um, that's way down at the bottom. I never beat Wind Waker, even though that's a lot of people's favorite game. Yeah, I've never even played it. I think I do need to give it another. I don't know how I would at this point, but I they think that's one. It. They're going to put it on Switch at some point. They yeah, I think I would like it more now. They just need to fix the sailing. It's just so annoying. Like, I got almost all the way through it. I got to the point where you have to basically sail around the map and find, like, ten pieces of the Triforce. And then I think once you get it, you probably go fight Ganon or something. Like, it's right you at were the that end, close, and I yeah. never beat it. But it is a good game. Um, Minish Cap is great. Minish Cap, Minish Cap is another game they should remake. Yeah, that game is a fantastic game, and it's really only hurt by just the platform. Like when I went back and played it, it's it doesn't look good on the pie. It doesn't really look that good. I mean, at the time, it looked great on the Game Boy Advance, but like. I don't know if it's just my Game Boy Advance or if Game Boy Advance just doesn't look as good as I remember, but everything just looks so washed out. It was just... Yeah. To me, I think... That game needs to be remade. I think the effects that they did, some of like the scaling things and stuff with some of the bosses was really cool. But the actual, like the sprites and stuff, you could tell it wasn't Nintendo. Right. You could tell... I mean, you couldn't tell it was Capcom, but you could tell it was not a core. But I still love the game. The only... The only thing that sucked is apparently the emulator that I played it on. I don't know if you remember this, but I got to the final dungeon. And it just like And when you go through this door every time, it crashes. And I looked it up, and it's like, oh, it's because you played it on this emulator. Because when you use a Raspberry Pi, depending on the system, there's different emulators you can choose. And whatever I had read was the best one to use just doesn't work all the way with um, Minish Cap. So I got to the final dungeon, and I would go through this door, and it would crash every time. And I'm like, well, so I just looked up the final boss fight. I was like, well, that looks like it would have been fun. That <laughs> sucks. But I loved that game. Yeah. So I don't know. I hope we answered your question somewhere in there, James Solar. Um, I would say my top five are Link to the Past, Ocarina, Breath of the Wild, Link Between Worlds, and then Link's Awakening. After that, it gets cloudy. Zelda 2 and... The touchscreen. Phantom Hourglass are way at the bottom. I'm sure Spirit Tracks would be also if I even played it. So, yeah. Thank you, James. You also have one more question for us. It's a very short one. Did you all ever play the Frozen Wilds, the Horizon Zero Dawn DLC? I finished it this week and really liked it. I'd recommend it, and it wasn't too difficult to back in, to get back into the swing of the game. So I played it, but I never beat it. And I think it's because, well, I don't really remember. Because it came out... The Zelda DLC came out like a month later. I think it's because it came out like a week or something before Thanksgiving. And then, I don't know what happened. Maybe I got the SNES Classic at the same time, and then I started playing that. No, I think that was in September. It was whenever you were out of town. Oh, yeah, it was, was, it? It was when you went to Oktoberfest, I think. Two years ago? Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah. So, I, I don't know why I didn't get through it. Um I was able to pick it up, but that was only a few months after I had played it. Got back in the swing of things. It was absolutely beautiful. I like the new enemies, some of the, the fire enemies and stuff that are in the Frozen Wilds. Um, that is a game I do want to go back and play. Again, speaking of what Sean was saying earlier, I think it's one of those things, especially once if like my hope is that somehow we get Horizon 1 Dawn as a launch game for PS5. 
because it's three and a half years after it came out. But it, it feels like that maybe that's too soon. I don't know. And I also don't want them to rush it. I want them to make the game that they want to make. To because con- c- clearly that story is going to continue with the way it ends on a cliffhanger. But I want to go back and play it again. But no, I never, I never beat the Frozen Wilds. Did you? Did I never you ever played it? it. Never played it. Um, I don't know. I I really enjoyed Horizon Zero Dawn. Um, my biggest issue with it was trying to play it kind of in parallel yeah. with Zelda and just trying to go back and forth between the two. Just I it just didn't work. It was yeah. impossible. And yeah. at this point, yeah, I'm probably never going to play it. That's another one that I enjoyed, but I'll never start over in. Yeah. I don't know. Hopefully in Horizon 2 Dawn or 1 Dawn or Horizon Dusk, whatever it's called, um, you'll be able to climb. Because that was one thing that was tough, playing it after Zelda was going up mountains and going boing, 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 yeah. boing, to try to just not have to stay on the path. But, um, yeah. Thank you, James Solar. You're the best. Sean, were you able to play anything this past week? Two weeks? <laughs> um, I played a lot of Mario Maker. Mm. Uh, I made a couple levels. Kevin's tweet, not me. <laughs> to you last night, scared the hell out of me. Do you want to give me just a just a tease of what it is? It a speed run? It's a speed run. Okay. It's designed to where you have to do it. It's relatively short. Okay. But you have to do it three times. So you go through it the first time, and you're small. So you can get into this gap that you couldn't if you were big. You go through the pipe, you get a mushroom, takes you back to the beginning. Now you got to do it again. Now that you have Break the a mushroom, you can, I think it's just a damage thing. You have to jump through the sauce, you get hit, but now you can get into this other pipe. Now, once you go through that pipe, you get a mushroom and a, a shellnet. So now you can take <laughs> two a two hits without dying. So then so when now you, you have to do there, it one more time. Now there's a different place else. you can go through and you beat it. Now, each one of those runs, it's a 60-second speed run. So each one is only 20 seconds. It's relatively short. There's a couple tricky jumps. I mean, not tricky, but like even when I was doing it, there would be times where... Because part of it, there's a turtle that you jump on. And it's Mario World. So if you jump on the left side of the turtle, he... No. the, The turtle comes out to the right and you have to use that to bounce on again so if you jump a little bit too far and you land on the right side of the turtle he goes left and then there's nothing for you to jump on after oh you have to jump on him out of his shell so there's like a tricky part like that but i tell you where to jump and typically if you jump where you're supposed to everything kind of lines up and it's not too bad there's coins uh there's like markers yeah um so there's that one. The other one is the one that I made. It's my 3D World speed run that I did some cool stuff with, um, with pipes. It's all pipes. Um, I don't know which one's easier. I think that one's easier, but he was saying, and I know what he was talking about because I had some issues when I was trying to do the clear or just as I was testing it as I was making it, you like, I mean, I guess I can tell you. There's parts where you have to like grab like a crate throw it into the clear pipe and then keep doing the speed run that way you know then it comes uh, out of the clear pipe here and you gotta pick it up and do something else with it and there'd be times where the crate just despawns yeah. and so i don't know it, like if your timing is somewhat off it gets too far off the screen right. and then it doesn't come back or something so there's some issues with that but it's one of those things where as the creator i don't think either of them are that bad but like i made it i know what was intended so it's 
I'll have you at least try both of them, yeah. but I don't know if you'll beat them. <sighs> I think you could. Hopefully it'll be less painful than yeah. the last one was. Um, and then besides that, I started playing Oceanhorn 2. Oh, that's what I was hoping you were going to say. Sweet. Um, On your iPad? It's, yeah. So it's too early for me to say that I'm disappointed. And mm. I'm not disappointed. But so far, I like one better. And it just doesn't seem like... Now, I'm not very far, and I may come around, but it seems like it's so similar in gameplay style to one that the new like 3D instead of top-down kind of thing doesn't really add anything to it. It's like they changed the camera but left the gameplay more or less the same, it kind of seems like. Do you um, have the grapple gun thing yet? Do you start with that? Whatever that thing is that he's got that shoots or something? You've got a gun. Oh, it's just a gun. Yeah. Okay. And you get, like, you start with a gun that just shoots, like, I don't know, ammo, regular ammo. And then you get one that, like, can shoot fires. You can burn stuff. And I'm guessing uh, you'll okay. probably get an ice one. And It's the equivalent of, like, Link's bow and arrow, basically, yeah. is how to think of it. Um, like I had told you... There's no Z targeting or anything that I can find. Now, this is the first time I've used, you know, the DualShock 4 on an iPad, but... Was it super easy to sync it up and everything? Oh, yeah. Okay. Um, I'm sure I could look it up online, but there's no, like, button mapping. There's no... Hmm. They tell you certain things, like how to do it, but, like... As far as I know, there's no Z targeting. And there's enemies that fly. And so it's kind of tough to like hit them. I don't know. It's it's good. It's definitely good. Um, but at this point, I thought it was going to be a slam dunk that how could this not be better than one? Yeah. And I don't know that it's going to be. It's good. But I don't know. We'll see. Hmm. There's a lot left to go. So, Did you play anything more on Apple Arcade? I've played some random games here and there. Um, there's this golf game that's pretty fun. Is this... Um, what the Golf? Yeah. Uh, some people that are saying that this is like their game of the year. It's pretty fun. And that it changes every stage. Yeah. Like there'll be times where like you're, there's your guy and he's got the golf ball and you like pull back and hit it and then he he hits the ball. And there, like it literally makes me laugh out loud sometimes because then there's some parts where you're like... Okay, here we go. I'm standing here. There's the ball. Okay, let me hit it. And when you let go, instead of him hitting the ball, your guy just goes flying and like tumble. It's got like, uh, like dummy like physics yeah. and stuff. So he just like tumble. It's just, and you you're not expecting it. You see him there, and he's like winding up, and, and then you let just, go, and he just whee, oh crap. And then he goes flying. It's just stupid stuff like that, but it's a lot of fun. But no, that's pretty much the only other Apple Arcade thing I've played. Yeah. I still need to sign up and try it, at least for Oceanhorn, at least for the free month. But, yeah. Yeah. Try like, Oceanhorn. Well, you can play it. I've got you the play 4K the Apple screen. TV. So See, I this is it. the biggest screen I can play yeah. on. So. Yeah, that might be, that. that's what would draw me to it. Um, it's funny. I looked it up on Metacritic, uh, on Metacritic. There's only like one review for it. It's weird. I don't know if it's just because there's so many games on Apple Arcade that people like outlets don't even know what to review. It's more just like they're reviewing Apple Arcade in and of itself. Yeah. But I thought that was odd that it didn't have any 
like it had no score. It just had one review, and I don't even remember what it was. It was like seventy-five or an eighty or something. So it was like a decent score. Hmm. But yeah, the only thing I really played again, I played the beach game, um, and I started playing Super Mario. Oh, again, did you see IGN put out their top one hundred games list? No. So they redid it just this last. Actually, I think it was just yesterday they put it out. Uh, number one game of all time it used to be Mario Three. Now it's Mario World. And when I was reading through at the top, like what they they used to. One of the big things that they used to weight how good a game is was its impact. And they said, for this new list, we're not going to talk about impact or importance or anything like that. It's just what are, in our opinion, the 100 best video games ever made. That's, I mean, that's how it should be. Yeah. They had Fortnite at like 74 or something. I was like, I get it. But then when you read it, it's like from Jared Petty. And he's talking about Final Fantasy Tactics. So I don't know if number 74 is supposed to be Final Fantasy Tactics or Fortnite. But all the words and the little bullet points, they did three bullet points for every game. They were all about tactics. So I was like, are we talking about tactics or are we talking <laughs> about Fortnite? I wonder. If, I need to go back and see if they fixed that. But I was like, this, this doesn't make any sense. Number one was Mario World. Number two, Link to the Past. They had Super that's, Metroid. That's why I say Super Nintendo is the best system ever. They had Super Metroid 4. Symphony of Night was like 11 or 10 or something. I, I don't mean, think I'd put it yeah, above Symphony. Th- I know it's one outlet's opinion, but three of the top four games of all time from one system 20 years ago. I mean, almost 20 years ago. Like, Okay, I mean, so I, actually I've still got it pulled up here. So 12 was Symphony of the Night. I'll just do the top 12, I guess. 11, Grand Theft Auto Five. Yep. 10, Mario 64. Mm, okay. 9, Red Dead 1. Red Dead 2 was like in the 40s or 50s. Red Dead. Red Dead Redemption, I yeah, should say. Okay. Not Revolver. Red Dead 2 was 40 or somewhere in the 40s or 50s. Final Fantasy 7, I think, was 97. I still don't see why that game gets... And they had it ranked low in the first list, too. Metal right. Gear Solid 3 was the, the top-ranked Metal Gear. I think it was 21, something like that. Uh, number 8, Half-Life 2. Okay. Number 7, Tetris. Now, see, that I disagree with. It's tough. Because that's That's the whole impact thing. Yeah. If you're not talking impact, that is it game's... The be- it's the best puzzle game ever made, but, like, yeah. is it better than Half-Life 2? No. <laughs> right, exactly. <laughs> I mean, like or it's Symphony already... of the Night or Grand Theft Auto? Yeah. No, it's just not. Number six, Mario 3. It used to be their number one. It dropped to six. Number five, Breath of the Wild. I think it's too high. That's and, a little high. And then four, Super Metroid. Three, Portal 2. I, I've completely missed out I've never Portal played games. Portal. Two, Link to the Past. One, Mario World. Um, Super Mario 1 was 14. Street Fighter 2 was 15. Chrono Trigger was 18. Yeah, Metal Gear Solid 3 was 21. Half-Life 1 was 22. So where's Ocarina? It was like in the 40s or something. I'm going to try it. Bloodborne was 34. Metal Gear Solid 1 was 30. God of War 2018 was 29. Witcher 3 was 28. It beat God of War by 1. I don't, I don't like that. <laughs> Final Fantasy 6 was 37. Um, Resident Evil 1 was the highest Resident Evil game they had rated. Above 4. Wait, no, I got that wrong. No, Resident Evil 4 was 32. Sorry, I got okay. that wrong. Resident Evil, but it sounds like they're just going against what they say. To me, that's impact. You could put one pretty high like that if you're talking impact and whatever, but like just how good the game is, no. Now I got to find Ocarina. This is going to drive me nuts. Oh, 25. That's way that's too low. pretty low. Minecraft was 24. I don't like that. That's stupid. <laughs> Halo 23. So, I mean, I could go. Th- I'm not going to go through the whole list. I, I kind of. <laughs> I kind of want to. But no, so all I did really when I was gone, we brought the Switch. Uh, Boys played in the car a little bit. 
I showed you that picture. Noah likes Link's Awakening. Nick played it too. Um, I definitely had to coach them because they're like, I don't, uh, what, how the hell do I get past this raccoon? I was like, I know you got to talk to everybody and figure it out. And even then, I think there is something or a phone booth or something that tells you something about a mushroom. Or if you stumble upon the witch, she says, I need the mushroom and then I can make you something and whatever. Um, but really what I played was yeah, Mario world. And I really like SNES on the switch. Uh, it seems like the games are, the games look better and I don't just mean 16 bit versus eight bit. But they look better than the NES games do. Like they were emulated better than the NES. I don't know what it is. It's like the NES games. Like I played Mario One a little bit also, just because. Like it looks better or looks more like vibrant, true to the original, or like it looks. I think the games on SNES Online or whatever they call it look just like the games do on the SNES Classic, which I think they look perfect. Okay. On the NES Classic, I think the games look amazing. They don't look as good on NES Online. It's like they're just like the colors are, they're not as bright or vibrant or they're they're just washed out or well, something I doesn't that look right. With NES more than anything, between, well, really what it is is it's Mario One. Between NES Mario One and Mario Maker Mario. Oh one yeah, 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 and emulated Mario One. They all look different. Sometimes, like the world one one and any level that looks like that, the sky almost looks purple. Sometimes, yeah. Sometimes it looks like a bright blue, and I'm like, I don't even remember what it looked like back in the day. But like that game, more than anything else, seems to always look different based on you know how it's being emulated or whatever. And that was the one game that they really pointed out, like when the Wii U came out, and I don't remember if they had the eShop at the beginning, um, or the Virtual Console. But when the Virtual Console came out, people looked at like Mario 1 and compared it to Mario 1 on the Wii, which is a 480i or 480p, whatever system it was, and it looked better. Like the Virtual Console games were emulated much better on the Wii than they were the Wii U, and the Wii U is an HD console, so what's what's happening here? Yeah. So I don't know. But that was the one game they always pointed out. It's always Mario 1. Right. I don't know why. But but I had a lot of fun. I mean, I wasn't there to play video games, but when, we, when it was rainy or, you know, one day Jess went to the outlets and I just stayed with the kids because it was a rainy day. Um... And I had a blast. I love that game so much. I got to. When did I? Now, stop? have you ever more or less hundred percent of that game? No. That should be your goal. It Do should. all the Star World stuff, and I've I've thought about a topic for either a exclusive or a one off at the end of the year or something. Is what our gaming resolutions are for twenty what year twenty twenty? Because that's one of those I would kind of like to do. Um, Mario three, you can't really do it. It's just. You can beat every level, but there's no like, there's no coins, there's no unlockables. Yes. Uh, upcoming dad joke. When it becomes 2021, and you're looking back and thinking of things you should have done in 2020, you'd be like, "Well, hindsight is 2020." Did you just come Moving up? Moving on. Yeah, I just came up. Really? Yeah. Well, that was good. Okay, yeah, it's not bad. Um, my brain just melted. <laughs> But I really like SNES games on the Switch. But again, and I was playing with my 8-bit dough awesome controller that I love. I wasn't playing it handheld. I was playing it on the TV. And it's and it makes such a big difference being able to take those stupid button prompts off the screen. It just makes it look so much better than just like, ZL and R does this. Now, have you... I haven't really looked into it much, but... Have you done anything with... Um, this thing's so perfect. 
Um, I know I've got a, I've got a problem with like how oh and they play the boys played Smash a lot on the SNES uh, maybe the NES I think it's just SNES on Switch. There's the thing where you can do like online. I didn't try it, but it's not like it's just couch co-op, but not couch co-op, I, right? See. <laughs> I don't know. Cause they haven't changed the game at all. Right? I thought I heard that you can do F-Zero online. Really? Because it's still just one screen, but your buddy is controlling one of the other races. We need to try that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, you can play like Mario 3. We could both be, you know, you could be at your house. I could be here. We could play Mario 3 on NES And so online. I would just watch while you're taking your turn. Yes. And then when you die, then, then like, I'm okay. up. It would be like your plug, like we're both plugged into the Switch, but right. we're five miles away. That's pretty cool. Yeah. So that's it for me. You want to get the news of the week, this is the last two weeks? <laughs> yeah. So Sony doesn't really like us, clearly, because after we recorded our last episode, just talking about, hmm, here's some rumors about the PS5, they're like, oh, on a random Tuesday... We're just going to give you a whole bunch of details about the PS5. And I know I'm late to the party here, but I don't care. This is a big deal that we want to talk about, so I'm going to do it right now. And I got this from IGN because the Wired article is just even longer than this. Sony has announced that PlayStation 5 will be released during holiday 2020. Revealed in a PlayStation blog post, the console is, as you might have expected, officially called the PlayStation 5. The blog also reveals that the console's controller will feature two key new innovations, haptic feedback replacing the traditional rumble and adaptive triggers. It will also feature USB-C charging. Thank you. Like I just, like some of my 8-bit does are micro USB. My other 8-bit does are USB-C PlayStation controllers, even though I've got a charging dock thing, cradle that I use, so it doesn't really matter. They're USB, micro USB, and then the switch is USB-C. Like it, everything should be USB-C. So I'm glad they did. It's a little detail, but it's it'll make all our lives easier. Yeah. A higher capacitor, cap, cap, a higher capacity battery, and it's a little heavier than its predecessor, but still lighter than the Xbox One controller with batteries inside it. Wired got more details from system architect Mark Cerny. Haptic feedback will come through, quote, highly programmable voice coil actuators located in the left and right grips of the controller, end quote, which offer more tactile responses than the DualShock 4's rumble motors currently can, along with an improved speaker. That's one thing I don't care about. Wired reports that a modified version of Astrobot Rescue Mission offers realistic feelings for the surfaces the player character runs across, with soggy mud and bouncy wooden bridges being communicated through the feeling of the controller. I like that a lot. I'm that is I'm pretty cool. stoked for this haptic feedback. I think that's going to be a very cool little detail. Wired also played a version of GT Sport that used haptic feedback, a major change from the PS4 version of the game, which removed rumble altogether because it was too tiring. Adaptive trick... Well, then what the hell is the point of that? <laughs> oh! GT Sport on PS5 had haptic feedback... GT Sport on PS4 didn't even have rumbles, what they were saying. Okay. Adaptive triggers can be programmed by developers to offer different levels of resistance with higher tension for the likes of pulling a bowstring than a machine gun trigger. So, like, a game where maybe R2 just fires. You just pull it. But then if there's a game where you're, yeah, pulling a draw a bowstring back, it can make it so it's harder to pull the button on the... That's so cool. It's so it's like think of it like we've we've we don't have buttons on our iPhones anymore, but like on the iPhone, I think it started on the seven, 
that button wasn't really a button. Yeah. Like it it felt like a button, but some if your phone's off, you can't push it. Like right. think about that, but then applying that to video game and like Oh, it's so cool. I, I just hope it doesn't end up being something that just gets completely abandoned. I don't think so. Um, I can skip that. We already know that. Cerny also clarified to Wired, Wired that the previously reported ray tracing tech in PS5 is not on software level, but it's built in the GPU hardware. There's a lot of PC nerds that were like, no, there's no way it's doing ray tracing. They're just doing it with software manipulation, and it's not actually uh, ray tracing. And Cerny was like, um, yes, it is. It is hardware-based ray tracing. <laughs> PS5 will use 100 gigabyte optical discs and an optical drive that also plays 4K Blu-rays. Hallelujah. Thank you. Game installations from discs is mandatory because of the difference in speed between the console's solid state drive and the disc drive. However, installations will now be more customizable, with Cerny saying players could choose to just install multiplayer mode or allowing you to delete a campaign portion once you've finished it to free up space for other games. So far... They're killing it. I'm like they—they they have not announced anything that I'm like, well, I don't like that, or anything that I'm just like, eh, cool, but I don't really care. Like, it's like this, I'm on board with all this. This isn't the most exciting thing. This isn't them like showing Horizon Two or anything like that. But this is stuff that like people Everything like they're announcing. Us. It's like, oh, that makes sense. Oh, yes. yep, perfect. Why? Why is it taking this long? Like, they're they're nailing it. Yes. The console's home screen will also apparently allow more flexibility for how players enter games. Players will seemingly be able to boot up a game straight into multiplayer activity or specific single-player mission, even being told what rewards they'll get in-game for doing so. So basically, like, I don't know. If you see I'm playing Destiny 3 and I'm in a raid, you can just be like, oh, it, it kind of reminds me of like what Stadia is somehow promising that I don't Where believe is actually going to happen. In. Yeah, yeah, maybe something like that or... I don't understand. Like, if I could do that with Twilight Princess, if I could just skip the first two hours of goat herding, I'd be like, I would like to jump in there and start. Well, so what are they saying, even being told what rewards they'll get in-game for doing so? It I don't even know what that means. What The only thing I can think of is, like, you know how GTA does, like, double RP and double money weekends? So, like, if you do races, uh, so it's like, hey, this is the event going on in GTA Online right now. Do you want to jump into it and do a race? Yes, okay. I would click. Is that's that's what I think of. I don't think it okay, means like maybe. trophies and stuff. Okay. Wired also confirms that the PS5 dev kit does look similar to the design we reported on in August, but Sony won't talk about what the consumer version will look like. Dev kits often look wildly different, and, and apparently this has come out that it actually is that weird-looking V thing. But again, it's a dev kit. Now it that I mean see the, the actual one, because like before it was just more it or less just a draw. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of dig it. I don't know. It's I, better if, than just a black, big black box. Like, well, and cool. also add, add some style to it. Like, and it, I'm okay with it. You want something that looks cool, and also if all those vents keep it from sounding like a jet engine, like when they were playing Fortnite on PS4 a little bit, I was like, I'm like, okay, and I'm like, oh crap, are the doors not open? No, the doors are open to the cabinet thing, and it's still that loud. Like, anything to make it quieter is a very good thing. And then this next paragraph. Sorry, you just got to bear with me. Marco Thrush of Bluepoint Games explains that the console is getting back to the instant loading of old cartridge games. First, again, another thing awesome. We've talked about loading before. And reconfirms that his studio is working on a, quote, big new game after the studio's remake of Shadow of the Colossus. So it's Metal Gear Solid 3, obviously. I don't think it is. You know what I really (laughs) do think it is? All kidding aside, 
I really think they're remaking Metal Gear. Because now, remember, a year ago or something, they talked after Shadow of the Colossus. But that's not even remake. I mean, but that's they. But now, when there was a quote that came out after Shadow of the Colossus remake came out, where they're like, "We've started work on our next game, and it's an even bigger reimagining, or something like that." Than Shadow of the Colossus was. Well, Shadow of the Colossus wasn't a reimagining at all. But it was. But they did remake it, (laughs) yeah, from the ground up. Well, yeah, new, better. I guess better. The controls still weren't good, but I, I, I think. What if a PS5 exclusive is Metal Gear? What if... Now, I'm not getting on my tinfoil hat here, but what if Konami is just like, we don't clearly, we don't want to make Metal Gear games. You want to remake Metal Gear? Sure, we'll give you the Fox Engine or whatever, and you can just remake the original Metal Gear. Fine, you give us... (laughs) Now I'm having visions of Sony and Disney in my head, but it's like you give us... 40, 35% of the profits or something. We let you use the license and you remake it and sure, make it Sony exclusive. We don't care. Like what if, what if, like what other game it's, it's like the resident evil two treatment. Not even, that would be the metal gear solid three thing (laughs) to remake metal gear. But it could literally be anything. What you're doing is the same thing I did. And a lot of people did. No, when there's all this stuff about, well, I can't even think of his name, and, oh, he's gonna he's making a Netflix series based on a very well-known... Oh, and everybody's like, oh, well, it's Zelda, obviously, and then it came out, Devil May Cry, and everybody was like... Also, uh, like, I that's just, what... This could literally be anything, and you're like, well, it's gotta be Metal Gear. Like, you're I, setting yourself up for... I read a couple weeks ago that Castlevania Season 3 is happening. I assume... Were we not thinking it was? I didn't think it was. I thought they were done and they were moving on to Devil May Cry. But then I read something. Adi Shankar in Netflix, I'm saying. Oh. Oh, I don't know. I guess I just assumed it was happening. I thought for some reason I read that it wasn't. But but yeah, whatever Blue Point is working on, clearly it's something that's either... This is why I think it might be Metal Gear. (laughs) Clearly it's something important to Sony. Metal Gear started on Sony. Metal Gear has always been PlayStation first. And then, you know, Xbox got, it got Metal Gear Solid 5 and whatever. And Rising Revengeance, who cares? But like what, what big, like first party Sony games, like they're, they wouldn't be talking about this, like of Jack Jack and Daxter, Daxter, (laughs) you know, or like Sly Cooper or the original God of War, like, I don't want to go back. Like, I've got my new God of War now. You know, I don't want to go back and play that. Uncharted is just Uncharted. You can't do anything with that. Like, Resistance would be cool, but I think if they, it would just be making it prettier and maybe control a little bit better. Like, it's just a first-person shooter. I just, I don't know. And maybe there's another third. Hit the comment section and let me know if you can think of something else. That, But there's, like, another third-party that was very important to Sony and associated with PlayStation for Maybe so long. Maybe they'll do uh, uh, Eco, Ico, Eco. I hope not, because that's not that wasn't bigger than Shadow no. of the Colossus. Well, that's true. I guess if they're trying to get bigger, I, I know I'm doing this to myself. I know it's like fantasy book and CM Punk to keep coming back. I get it. But maybe, <laughs> I maybe, but I wouldn't go any further than that. But it also wouldn't be it, it actually. I think I'm off the Metal Gear Solid Three train. I think if it's Metal Gear related, it's either Metal Gear or Metal Gear Solid. I don't even think it would be Metal Gear Solid because they've already done that. I mean, they already did <sighs> Twin Snakes. They didn't do it well. 
I don't know. So I don't know. It so, could happen. So basically, we know the name. We know it's coming out holiday 2020. I'm still saying it's 11 20, 2020. By the way, the PlayStation 3, 4 came out November 13th, 2013. I didn't realize that until I heard somebody say that the other day. I was like, oh, that now it's definitely 11 20, 2020. It's definitely going to be that. Um, the controller stuff is so freaking cool. I... And and there was other reports that I heard from from people that that saw the dev kits or something that it it still looks like the DualShock Four, good, which not, is what I want it to the be. Boomerang, yeah. thing. Like the DualShock Four, I think is the best controller ever made. They still got the thumbsticks together, not offset, which I prefer. It's, I'm assuming it must still have a trackpad, at least some kind of it or another button or something that serves as a trackpad. If it's going to be oh, but that was one thing that kind of concerned me. There was a statement that came out that was translated from Japanese. So who knows if it was right or not, but that they're currently working towards backwards compatibility with every PlayStation four game or something that made it sound like we're not saying it's really every PS four game that would suck. But again, yeah. it's a Japanese translation. There was no, there was no English first, you know, statement about it. So who knows? But so we know the controller stuff is cool. Um, I don't know. It's it's again, this isn't all the most exciting stuff in the world, but it's it's awesome. I love the installation of games like I think I might end up getting Modern Warfare at this point. I just really want to play that single player game. I may wait to see. I think the reviews don't drop until Thursday. Um so I may wait until then, but like if I get Call of Duty Modern Warfare and it's like a 105 gig install or something, but without the multiplayer it would just be 50. Okay. And then what if, as I'm going through the campaign, what if there's like 20 missions? And by the time I get to eight, I'm like, well, what, yeah, what if I, I don't need missions one through seven anymore? Just delete that off my hard drive. Like, that's so, yeah, that's so freaking cool. And, but the one thing I do think this means is I, I do think we're not going to get any bigger than a one terabyte hard drive. I think they're saying this kind of stuff to yeah. so that when it's like, oh, it's only a one terabyte. Well, yeah, but you only install what you want and you can take out parts of the games and you don't it's have to do multiplayer. It's hilarious now that we are to the point yes. where a terabyte is like, that's it. Like, God. I, I mean, mean I get it, but. 100 gig discs. Like, is Final Fantasy VII Part Two going to come on two discs too and it's going to be 200 gigs or something, you know? I don't know. But what, what do you think about all that? I know we're a week late, but. I love it, honestly. Um, I kind of... It takes me back to... God, what was it? Three years ago? I guess just three years ago when we were around this... I mean, a little more than three years ago, but when we were leading up to the Switch. Mm -hmm. Actually, I just saw my time hop. We were... I think today was the anniversary of them calling it the Switch for the first time, whatever. But like... Other than, like, the release of a new Zelda game. Like, a new new Zelda game, not a remake. And with the Switch, we got both simultaneously. We got a new system and a new Zelda game. Like, I was just over the moon. Other than maybe, like, the release of a new Zelda game, there's nothing better than, like, a new system. A new system that you care about, not Stadia or whatever. But, like, I hope it's a steady... Like, I don't want them to, at, like, P3 
PSX or something. Just be like, and here's the PS5. Like, just do it gradually. I don't want to just give us little tidbits like this every so often. I'll be set. But I love everything they've announced so far. Yeah, and also, like, it's cool when you're doing all this stuff leading up to it. And it does seem like there's not going to be a PSX this year. And when they revealed the PS4, when they showed the... Did they show the box in February? I can't remember. Or no, they didn't show the box until E3, I think. No, they showed they showed the box in February. I don't know. Who cares? They did their big like reveal event in February. So a lot of people were thinking PS5 was going to get officially unveiled in February. They're not going to they're not going to crap on The Last of Us Part 2. No. So I'm thinking Mar- maybe March we April. maybe we do a PSX but maybe it's March or April and then you get the full blowout at E3 because there's no way they're skipping E3 again when they got a console launching that year. There's there's no way. There's no way. It made sense this year. They didn't have anything coming out. I still can't believe Death Stranding has gone gold, and I'll be playing it here in a couple weeks. Uh, I guess we didn't get review codes. <laughs> oh, I never even... So I couldn't do it from... So Because it was blocked. It's blocked at work, and so I was trying to do it from my phone. And the phone where you can like write your message, it just shows you like one line. I'm like, I'm not going to write out a whole I email when I can only see like five yeah. words at a time. I'm like, I'll do it when I get home, and then I forgot. I'll, I'll try it tomorrow. Um, but people do have Death Stranding, and the fact that they're getting it this early makes me think that game's pretty big. But anyways, um, I think maybe, yeah, March or April, and then blow it out in June. I, I just think they have to go to E3 next year. They just Yeah, I they, don't think there's they, any way they skip it. They have to. Or but, they'll just do Nintendo. They'll do their own thing Yeah, around that time. But, yeah. Yeah, I'm so hyped. Everything I've heard, I'm like, and I do think it's going to be 500 bucks, which sucks, but I'm going to start saving up now, and it'll it'll be okay. We also got some uh, some patents were found for what could be the PSVR 2. A seemingly uninteresting patent recently granted to Sony may reveal some feature of the, of the hotly rumored new PSVR 2. Let's Go Digital first spotted a patent for the data processing device. Now, the patent itself isn't directly detailing a new version of PSVR, but some of the diagrams used to illustrate the patent reveal PSVR features we've never seen before. Crucially, four images in the patent show a headset design similar to the first PSVR. Notably, though, other images in the patent showcases an entirely different design. It's what's actually interested... I, I, my eyes went ahead. You ever do that when yes. you're reading and you jump ahead and then you're like, yeah. <laughs> if you're just reading in your head, it doesn't matter. But if you're reading out loud, you sound like an idiot. It's what's actually on the headset we're interested in, cameras. Mounted to the front of the device are two cameras. Another is placed on the head ring at the back. There's also an image of a motion controller that also sports a camera. In the patent, there's also reference to a camera attached to a console, much like with the current PSVR setup on PS4. The mention of cameras both on headsets and the console leaves Sony's intentions for PSVR 2 unclear. It may be that the unannounced headset utilizes both sets of sensors for a unique mix of both inside and outside in, inside out and outside in tracking. We don't know of any other headset that uses both methods. The Oculus, Oculus Rift S and Oculus Quest both just use headset-mounted cameras, whilst the Valve Index uses external stations. Or it may... Whilst... Whilst, <laughs> or it may simply just be the company covering all its bases in this patent that PSVR 2 will end up using one of these systems. The existence of the cameras on the controllers themselves is also a unique concept. We'd speculate this might serve to increase the accuracy of the tracking. The original PSVR struggles with 360 degree tracking. It doesn't do it. It's not that it struggles. It doesn't do it because once you're not looking at the camera, it's like, Duh! right? 
Um, or can you do 360? It can because it's got lights in the back, so it can oh. tell when it's looking at the back of your head. Yeah, it can. There are definitely issues. Like there would be times when I'm playing. What's the one? Mouse, moss. No, the other one. Astrobot. Astrobot, where like. I'll just gradually be playing and like, I won't move. I'm going to sit in my chair and just look this way and whatever. And then the longer I play, all of a sudden I find I'm like having to like turn one way or the other to still be facing forward in the game. It's like, it just slowly like drifts. And before you know, I'm like facing sideways to still be like looking forward in the game. And it's like, it's just, it drove me nuts, but I would say it does struggle. Um, so yeah, so we don't know, they've never even mentioned PSVR 2. They've said PSVR 1 will be compatible with the PS5. Like some people I was, I was hearing talk, I think it was like on Podcast Beyond, they were like, even if you don't upgrade the PSVR, just having it attached to a better quote unquote computer with more power means it can do more. I mean, it's, the resolution only is what it is, but you could probably do more with the headset. But like what they're talking about here, if this does end up being something like an Oculus Quest or something where it is no wires, like I don't even care if you still got to have a camera, that's fine. But if there's these other cameras and it's it's all working in concert to make it like work, but you don't have like a, a bunch of cables coming out and 15 cables hooked up to your PS4 and everything, I'm starting to get excited about what this will be in 2021. Maybe. Probably 2022. I don't know. I honestly don't even mind. The the wire out of the headset never really bothered me. But it's just all the other stuff. Like, if I, I don't even have mine hooked up right now. If I wanted to hook it back up, I need to pull the US or the HDMI out and plug it in here and then get another one that connects this to this and I got to plug this thing in. I got to connect this to this with the USB and there's just like all this stuff that I'm just like, I almost don't even want to mess with it at this yeah. point. I would think the PS5, like you're you're starting this from scratch. If you know you're going to have VR be a thing, that needs to be built in. You should yeah. not need a separate box that needs its own separate power source, like that that should not be a thing. If you still need to connect a wire to your headset, that's fine. Like I don't mind that. That's that's not a problem. The length of the cable for the camera needs to be longer. It is not long enough the one the way it is now. And I read you can buy like extensions for it. Like it's just a HDMI uh I mean, a USB, mm-hmm. and you can buy, like, a... Male-female thing. Yeah, like, a little adapter to then attach, like, a long... Yeah. But, like, they're, like, you can add a few feet to it, and any more than that, it just, like, doesn't work anymore. Like, it's it loses too much or something. So, there are definitely some things that need to be improved, but if VR is going to be a thing that you want to do, just... Make sure it's in there from the beginning. Do not have a separate box. I think that's ridiculous if they're still going to have that. If they somehow do that, then PSVR 2 will be a flop. With with everything that Oculus yes. is doing now and that the Vive has done from the beginning and Valve's new headset and all this other stuff, they can't just, they can't half-ass it. And I'm not saying they half-assed PSVR 1. I think they're just, they wanted to do VR and the only way to actually get it 
to be somewhat decent was to have that extra processing box with it with all the wires and all that other crap but yeah. yeah you're you're building the ps5 knowing that you want vr to be a thing it is the best i mean they there's only like four million of them sold out of 100 million ps4s or whatever it is but it's still the best selling consumer vr headset period right so they want it to be a thing and i hope they do i hope they make me want to get it I mean, I like the original one enough to where I would definitely want to get the next one as long as they improve on it. If yeah. they don't really improve much on it, I'm probably out. But I like the original one enough to where I would gladly get the new one if yeah. they do it right. And really, it all comes down to the software. It comes down to the games and what I hope, like I've said a million times on here, I think VR can be so much more than video games. I think it can be if I ever start watching WWE again or something like we've seen, they do like the, there's been some of the big pay-per-views where they put like a 360 camera at ringside yeah. you can't watch it live like that, but then you could go in the network and watch some kind of, I, right. I don't know, but like, or just like I've said, go to the pyramids, you know, go to the great wall of China. I know you've been there, but like stuff walk around like shadow Moses. Yes. Oh, <laughs> walk around Firewatch for the, the yes. Shoshone for crying out loud. Oh God. But Yeah. Uh, also, Fortnite Chapter Two launched this past week uh, with a lot of changes. They, the, 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 as much as I don't really care about this game, what they've done with this game is really cool. Like they have supported this game like crazy. They're they're always doing the new seasons and the new battle pass and everything changes. They keep people engaged, and then they just blew up the whole map. It got sucked into a black hole, and everybody was like, "Holy crap! Is Fortnite gone? What's happening?" Of course, it's not gone. They came back with a brand new map with all new locations. There, I guess it had started leaking in the last few weeks or something. But and not only that, they changed a bunch of stuff. Like now, if you die, you don't have to go back to the lobby and load out and then load back in and then do this. You can just click a button and say, "Okay, I want to go to another match." You keep your same loadout. You go, boom, keep going. Um, the pickaxe has been changed. I don't care. You can now upgrade your weapons. I saw the boys doing this a little bit. Like it used to just be, you'd have to either find a treasure chest or kill somebody that had a, a gold or a purple or whatever. I don't know how they what's good and what's bad to get a better weapon. But now you can get like, you can drop down into tricky towers or whatever it's called. And you can get a shotgun and then you can go to like, it's not like in the last of us, but kind of like a dumbed down version. You go to like, there's upgrade points around the map where you can go and like, you can use what, I don't know how, if it's your XP or whatever you use, you can upgrade your gun from a blue to a yellow or a yellow to a purple or however, again, I don't know the rankings, Yeah, but that's cool. Um, you can now hide in dumpsters and haystacks. So metal gear, um, you can carry around your down teammates and enemies if you want to, which is funny. Um, there's a bandage bazooka, which you can use to heal yourself. You can now go fishing. I heard the boys were going fishing earlier and I was like, you could go fishing in this game. They're like, yeah, I caught a fish. I <laughs> like, yeah, this guy says he, he caught a fish called a flopper, which gave him a health boost when he ate it. You can catch fish that give you shield powers. There's different achievements now. Battle stars have been replaced with XP. I don't even know what that means. Um, and then they, he ended it by saying, this comes from Kotaku, that it, the matches feel easier. There was rumors that they were going to start filling out the lobbies with some bots, not all, not 99 human control players. And I'm like, okay, now you might make me actually want to play if there's right. just stupid computer control things running around that I can kill easily. Um, but I know this game's a huge deal. It's not... It's not for me. I know that. But I'm just glad that a game like this, that they're making billions, literally billions of dollars on this game, 
they're clearly investing it back into the product and they're keeping people hooked. Yeah. And this is what games as a service should be. Are you yeah. going to play chapter two? No. Okay. Nope. Google Stadia officially has a release date. It's coming out 11, 19, 19. See, everybody likes these kind of dates. Um, it's weird. There's still no full games list revealed. Like they've talked about how like, I think Destiny's going to be there from the beginning. They've mentioned Borderlands. They've mentioned Red Dead, but none of this is confirmed. Nobody even knows what games are going to be on this thing when it launches. Also, the Stadia controller is only going to work wirelessly with Chromecast at launch. So if you want to play Stadia on your browser or a Google Pixel or whatever, you can't use the controller. Like the whole thing about these controllers is that they connect via Wi-Fi to the data center. And then they've also talked about like negative latency at some point where they're going to, there's some kind of really advanced technology where they can anticipate what you're not, what your one, not like Kevin's going to push a now, but like these are the options you have. Like if you're Mario and you're obviously won't play Mario, but stick with me. And there's a Goomba. He's, you're probably going to jump over that Goomba. So they can load your mom. Yes. (laughs) So they can like load the button press in there so that when you click it, they already knew it was an option. So it just reduces the latency to almost zero. I I don't know. But how are you going to say that this controller won't work wirelessly? It's not a big deal, but it's like this was one of your selling points of the stupid controller was that it was Wi-Fi. It wasn't just Bluetooth. It was Wi-Fi. So go right to the servers and if I want to play on my laptop, it's not. It's just USB. It's just weird. It's just it's so Google, I guess, yeah. is what it comes down to. I don't know. I'm just. I have no hope whatsoever for this. No. Like it's basically a year before PS5, within you know plus or minus a couple weeks or a day, based on what you think. I would be willing to bet almost anything. This is not even... I wouldn't say it doesn't exist a year from then, but it will not be relevant, I guess. Yeah, I, I won't be shocked if two years from now it doesn't exist. Yeah. Especially if, if Sony and Microsoft blow it out of the water with the PS5 and the Xbox 2. Like, I think they both will. Yeah. People want to play on boxes. I don't know. I think it's just still the future came too early. Sean, did you hear about the analog pocket? Uh, yeah, but I don't really remember what it was. So analog is known for, and this comes from the verge for creating sleek and modern takes on classic video game consoles. And now it's moving to the world of portables today. The company announced the analog pocket. Well, this wasn't today, which is essentially the most, I don't have it on there. (laughs) Advanced game boy ever made the gorgeous device as the form factor of the original game boy. Check that out. Oh yeah. We'll play cartridges from the Game Boy, Game Boy Color, and Game Boy Advance. So, your Game Boy Advance games. That's more than 2,700 games with a display that is 10 times the resolution of Nintendo's classic device. We wanted to do a tribute to portable gaming since the beginning, analogs Christopher Tabor tells the Wells. The, the Verge? What? <laughs> the Welge? <laughs> I'm not even, I'm drinking water. The Pocket features a 3.5 inch 665 PPI LCD display with a 1600 by 1440 resolution and a built in backlight. Well, yeah, no kidding, it better. It's powered by a rechargeable lithium ion battery charged via USB C, but also includes an SD card slot, 3.5 millimeter headphone jack, and remappable buttons. That's, oh, that's one thing I don't like. Going back to SNES Online, you 
or no, to NES online, you can't map the buttons. Like, so if you're playing with a pro controller, you have to use B and A, even though it doesn't feel right for Nintendo. You want to use Y Y and B. B. You can't do it. There's even a built-in synthesizer called Nano Loop, which should come in handy given the Game Boy's history and the chiptune zine. Support for the device will also extend beyond Nintendo's line of handhelds. Analog says it's creating adapters to the device so the device can also play titles from the Game Gear, even though I'm dead throughout all our games, (laughs) Neo Geo Pocket Color, and more. There's no word yet on how much those will cost. Um, Also, perhaps even more surprising, Analog is also making a dock that connects the directly to an HDTV, so you can play the original Link's Awakening on a big screen. The dock will be sold separately. Again, no word on pricing. And it will support Bluetooth controllers and wired USB ones. So Analog has been doing these kind of systems for a while. Usually they cost around... Oh, and this will be launching for $200 next year. These things are expensive, but people that are super into retro games... That don't that look down on people like us that has Raspberry Pis. They get it, but they're like, but that's not the way these games are meant to be played. But it's also like you can't just take a Super Nintendo and hook it up to an HDTV without it looking like crap. Yeah. But these, so these are HD. They basically rewire. They they create their own Super Nintendos and Genesises and NESs to output HDMI to where there's no emu, there's no emulation. It's just you're playing the cart. Now you got to have the carts. That's the other difference. Yeah. But this is really cool. Like, it's not something for me because I don't have a bunch of old Game Boy Advance and Game Boy games lying around. I don't even know if Jess still has hers. I feel like she gave it to somebody. But it's a cool idea. It's a cool idea if, like you said, if you've got the cart still. I've got three or four Game Boy Advance games in, like, my underwear drawer somewhere. I'm trying to think of where I've seen them. I'm not going to pay $200 to play them, though. No. Especially when we have Raspberry. Which is perfectly legal because we own every game ever made. <laughs> September NPD results were released. The best-selling game was NBA 2K20, beating out Borderlands 3. That kind of surprises me, but then again, it's NBA 2K20, yeah. so I guess it shouldn't surprise me. Number three is FIFA 20. Number four, The Legend of Zelda, Link's Awakening. Number five, Madden NFL 20. Number six, Tom Clancy's Ghost Recon Breakpoint. Gears 5 came in at number seven, which is... I, I wonder how they even track that because so many people are just playing it on Game Pass, you know? Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't even understand. Code Vein was number eight. NHL 20 was number nine. And Mario Kart 8 Deluxe, for some reason, was number 10. <laughs> and now it's time for the wrap-up. This is a quick one. Doom Eternal was delayed until March 20th, 2020. Again, with these dates, I'm so happy about all you. This is awesome. Um, it sucks, but, like, I wasn't going to play Doom anyways. It's It sucks for people that wanted to play it. But, again, just get the game right. Yeah. You know, next next year is crazy. We've got The Last of Us Part Two, Final Fantasy Seven Remake, Watch Dogs Legion, this Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk Avengers. Who knows if that's going to be any good yeah. or not? It's just crazy. Yeah. Infinity Ward has come out and said there will be no loot boxes in Modern Warfare. They are doing a battle pass system um, for their online stuff, which is good. A lot of people hate loot boxes, so that's good and steam unveiled or this was reported on i can't remember but they're they're doing this thing called remote play together which is like what we were just talking about on the nes online and snes online yeah so if you've got two player co-op local co-op games 
that are on your PC, you'll be able to, and it's such like a duh idea. I just don't know why it hasn't been done before. I guess it kind of has with the, with the switch online, but it's such a cool idea to be like, well, I want to play streets of rage two with Sean. Well, he's not here. Okay. Just get online and you can play like you are. It's it's it it seems like the most obvious thing ever. Yeah. But I'm glad they're doing it. It's really cool. And that's it for the wrap up. And I don't have any more did you knows. Boop. <laughs> um I'll I'll populate it for the next meeting. But uh meetings <laughs> meeting. Already get ready to go back to work you can tomorrow. Tell I got work on the brain. Uh, that's it for episode 155. Thank you guys so much for being here. Like we said at the beginning, stay tuned for extra life with nerd 901. Seriously tune, tune in on Saturday, November 9th, 10 AM central time. We're going to have a lot of fun. Twitch.tv slash nerd 901. And it's going to be all over our Twitters, their Twitters, all the, it's going to, we're going to be all, all Twitter the Twitters. So obviously you can find us at nerd901.com. So go there where they're connecting nerds around the mid South and the multiverse. Also check out Ernie blur without fear. I think he's over 38 now thousand not 38 <laughs> um and he continues to do great work over there obviously you can find us on twitter i'm at kevin white 24 he's at real sean white together we're at two player underscore co-op and if you want to support us what i feel like we always go opposite directions because i usually go this way i know and i usually and this, this time i went that way i know and i was like <laughs> you I'm gonna switch it up instead of going i don't know why yeah. oh, well. <laughs> i knew something funny must happen when you're like wait what <laughs> Uh, and like I said earlier, you can support us if you want at patreon.com slash two player co-op. We do have our own Twitch page at twitch.tv slash two player underscore co-op, which we do Twitch over there every once in a while. And again, if you're listening on audio services and you're still listening and you haven't done so already, please go to youtube.com slash two player co-op, like subscribe and share the video with all your friends and family. If you like audio and I know Sean does, I do. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google, Spotify, Stitcher, and other audio services around the multiverse. I don't know why it still says globe there. I need to fix that. <laughs> um, that's it. Oh, you skipped one. <laughs> we have a Facebook page. I have been talking. I've been talking to Jess about like online marketing, and she sent us that podcast. Yeah. I need to listen to it, but it's like about how to. I think we can do more. And this is inside baseball. No one's still listening. I think we can do more with. We could do something with Facebook and more with. Because all we really use twenty twenty twenty, it's just like here's the new podcast. You know, here's the new video. I think we can do more, but yeah, we're gonna be rich someday. Um, but yeah, we have a Facebook page, so go over there at facebook.com/slash two player co-op gaming. Thank you so much. Um, yeah, sorry we weren't here last week. Uh, the beach was fun, but I'm glad to be back with my brother from my mother. <laughs> I was gonna do the whole thing, but then I was like, it's just hanging out there. Um, but that's it for this week. Come on back next week for 156. But until that time, Sean, go take us out. Thank you for playing. <laughs>